What's happening, people? Welcome to the MLS show for MAD Sports Network. I'm Gav Mack. I am Devo. And welcome to the MLS show. So what we're going to be doing is talking about the teams in the Eastern Conference on this episode. Next episode, we're going to be talking about the Western Conference. And then the week after that, we've got a very, very special guest. But we ain't going to tell you who it is yet because that will just be giving it away. But you can find us on all social media platforms. Well, most social media platforms. If you search MAD Sports Network in particular on YouTube and Facebook and make sure you like share and subscribe tell your boys um dev do you remember back in the day when they used to have the mls like when it was starting to come around it's like the yeah. mid 90s yeah I remember. <laughs> and there, there's plenty of shootouts where literally you had to run from halfway and like it's a one-on-one with the keeper i actually think that's a brilliant idea i think they should bring that back i think they I think, should you know, it, it has to be done spice things up i think big, brilliant. Big certain players will struggle with that do you know what I mean, imagine, oh my God, imagine having that like, you, you you got down and you in you know when you're in a sudden death and it's like eighth penalty and your centre back's lumbering up and he's got around <laughs> half the length of the field and do a one on one with a keeper. You know Tim I mean? Ream making his way name <laughs> back in the MLS, like trying to amble yeah. up towards it. Oh my God, <laughs> too funny. But the MLS over the last few years has been getting bigger and better in stature. You know the coverage, especially in the UK, has been getting larger. You're seeing players closer to the peak of their powers going over to the MLS and making a name for themselves. And what we want to do on these next couple of episodes is just go through the teams that are going to be competing in the MLS this season. And, you know, what 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 can we expect from them? You know, let's learn a little bit more about some of these teams. And then when it comes around to the middle of April, we'll just hit it hard and be like, right, OK, here we are, MLS. And of course, you'll be able to watch us talking about it every week. Every week. So, Devo, what we'll do, I think what we'll do is go through each team in alphabetical order on the Eastern Conference and let people know who's going down and who's doing what. So why don't we start with Atlanta United? Yeah, Atlanta United, who um, aren't very old. They're one of the last expansion teams before, um, you know, the, the current crop of expansion teams, expansion teams being a new club and they pretty much hit the ground running didn't they um mm. from inception they were pretty much one of the top dogs in the mls um last season didn't really work for them um you know last season was a bit mad for everyone but it really hit atlanta hard um at one point ronald de boer was their manager that did not work um that was <laughs> an absolute great sorry, player. Was it ronald or was it frank i can't remember frank, one of frank. the boer it was frank yeah. sorry frank the boer um terrible gaffer yeah as you said did not work. Um, they obviously missed uh, their star man as well, who you know had an ACL in the first game uh, of the season. That's Joseph Martinez. I'll come on to him a bit later. But um, after their season last season, where they finished 12th um, out of 14 teams, that's very bad for a team that almost dominated for two years before that. Um, they will be looking for a bounce-back season, and I think they will bounce back. I think teams will not necessarily fear Atlanta this year, but they'd be very wary of, you know, a wounded animal, as it were. Mm. Yeah, the gaffer's uh, Gabriel Heinzer, <coughs> which people yeah, in the will be fully aware of. Yeah, exactly, definitely. And um, for me, I think they've got the best stadium in world football. I wow. really do. And I've seen what the they, what, there. Oh, 
I'm, I'm desperate to go, whether it be mm. for an MLS game or an NFL game, I'm desperate to go. And what I love about that stadium as well is that they haven't gone overboard. Like when you go to other grounds and you're paying in, well, in America, you're paying 16 to $20 for, um, you know, a small beer. They actually do it for normal bar prices. And I've got a lot of time for that. So I think <laughs> what they've done is to use that to entice the fans to make sure that they get the full capacity it holds 40,000. It could be expanded up to 71,000 and they've got the range to make it 78,000, I believe, as well. So they've got a lot of scope. They've got a lot of idea of the direction of the they want the team to go. And in the next few years, I can see them being MLS champions. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't rule them out of being champions this year. Mm. Uh, I, I think they've got a very good team there. Uh, it's, it's finely balanced. They've got some really good young players there. Um you know, we're going to go on to who I think their key players are in a moment. Um, they've got Brad Guzan there, who is a very dependable goalkeeper. He's maybe past his peak, but he's, he's a safe pair of hands, always has been really. Um, and then obviously when you go towards the top end of the pitch, at, at the top end, they have some of the best attacking players in the league. It's mm. just whether Gabby Heinze can find the balance and get them going after a horrible season last season. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them at the deep end of the playoffs. Mm. Um, yeah, um, Joseph Martinez, 84 games, 77 goals, nine assists. But as you said at the beginning of last season, that his ACL injury was... It, yeah. it, it, almost, it almost set them up to fail for the rest of the season, didn't it? 100%. Hundred percent. He he is the guy. You know, he's goal scorer. He he holds all the records for. I think he's scored in fifteen games straight uh, in one of the seasons. He you know he won the MVP, Golden Boot, and you know all of these awards all in the same season, which was pretty much unheard of. Um, and I was surprised that he didn't get a move to Europe off the back of those two seasons, where eighteen nineteen uh, and nineteen twenty, where he really just blew up. Um, but then obviously the ACL, can he come back and be the same striker? That's another massive question for Atlanta. Um, well, I'm hoping to look at players like Danny Ings that have done that, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's come back twice off yeah. it and still been able to slap in goals. And I don't feel that he's lost too much of too much pace that he possessed beforehand as yeah. well. So, you know, there's every, every chance that he can do it. And um, they've got a creative guy as well, Pity Martinez, who, um, who plays in behind and can play out wide as well. Um, they, they will be looking to utilize him a lot next season to to get that, you know, that goal threat up front. Yeah, and another player who was highly regarded coming out of Argentina, uh, and as you said at the start of the show, you're seeing a lot of young South American players. Whereas before they'd be moving to Europe and mm. you know playing in in you know Portugal or or, or Belgium or you know uh, Spain for like your likes of Vallecano or, or you know, the, the smaller sides in Spain, these guys are now going to the MLS and building up their profile there. So you're getting a lot of really talented young players leaving South America, going into MLS. And, you know, not all of them are of flying, which goes to show the quality that's in MLS now. Um, mm. Because some of them are really struggling. And Peter Martinez has done all right. Um, they'd expect a bit more from him. Um, and another one who's gone is Ezekiel Barco. Yeah. Another young Argentine who did all right in his first season, struggled last season. Um, and that's another one who you'd think with Martinez coming back, those three, the two Martinez and Barco, could really push Atlanta 
um, far deep into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Let's have a look at Chicago Fire. Uh, Chicago Fire, they're managed by Rafael Vicky now. Some old school mm-hmm. yeah. names might know Chelsea about him, manager. you know. Yeah. Absolute legend on FM manager, uh, FM manager yeah. on championship, championship manager. Um, he was also, you know, an astute professional as well. He was, uh, he won a number of caps for Switzerland and made his name in the Bundesliga as well in the late 90s and early 2000s. Uh, what can we expect from Fire this year? Um, he was at, was he at Bremen? Um, I believe was he at Cologne as well? Look, I think he turned up. At, I'm sure he turned up at Dortmund as well. Mm. Yeah, um, Chicago for, for me. Um, you know they've got a decent side. Um, I think the loss of Mihailovic, uh, who who went on to Montreal, that's a big loss. Um, but I think Chicago got a decent side. The thing is, there's a lot of better teams than them in the in the East, in the Eastern Conference. Um, that I think they're going to be there or thereabouts towards the end of the season for the playoffs. But um, they'll want to do better than last season. I think they finished 11th last season. I think they are better than that. Um, they have got some some decent players. It's just whether or not they can get it to click. Um, playoffs. I've, I've put in my notes, playoffs, yes, but with a bit of a question mark. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I do think they're, they're better than they showed last season. Yeah, I think the key for me will be Gaston Jimenez, who could play centre-back and centre-midfield. He's one of those, he's a very influential name at Chicago Fire. And if he can use his leadership skills as well as what he could bring on the pitch, then there is every chance that he can. they could use it as a drive. Because I don't think they've got star players, but they're one of those sort of teams that they all act together. Imagine, imagine Sheffield United from the 1920 season. Yeah. You know, where it's just a bunch of guys that all know each other and, you know, have got an half-decent manager. Can they use that? You know, they. I think they needed a star player. Um, they're going to be expecting goals from Robert Berwick, but yeah. I don't know whether that's going to be happening this year or not. For me, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Well, uh, you know, I think what you're saying about them being a, a cohesive team is true, but they have got, uh, you know, a couple of players that stand out for me. Uh, Alvaro Madran in midfield mm. who came through Real Madrid's uh, academy, played quite a lot of games in, in La Liga for various different sides. And he's, as we said at the start of the programme, we've got players now coming to the MLS in the peak. He's, what, 25, 26, something like that. Yeah, so he's not yeah. exactly an old old man, you know, and he's a good player in the central midfield. And then you've got Frankowski on the wing, Polish international, uh, who's a dangerous winger as well. So they have got one or two, you know, not necessarily stand out head and shoulders above the rest, but some players who they can depend upon um, mm-hmm. to, to do bits. And as you said, Robert Berwick up front, um, they will look to him to get the goals. But mm. yeah, I think if they are going to make the playoffs, it would be by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, definitely a backdoor job. Yeah. Columbus crew, let's see uh, what they're doing. Um, they are the reigning champions. Reigning champs, yeah. Reigning champs, yeah. Um, and they're always there or thereabouts. You know, and they absolutely turned it on in the playoffs last season um, and were really in the final because Seattle, who will come, will come across when we get to Western, Seattle are always there. Seattle are always there in the, in the, at the end of the playoffs. They are kind of one of the most dominant sides in MLS past 10, 15 years. And Columbus took them apart in the final. Um, mm. it, it was... 
pretty much one-sided. Um, they'll look to bring, you know, run it back and go again. Uh, they've kept most of the players. Actually, they've added some really key parts, like uh, Bradley White Phillips, who's like one of one of the you know best goal scorers in in the league for the last <laughs> MLS legend. MLS legend. And they brought him in as backup. You know, so that goes to show the kind of depth that they have at the club. Um, you know, they they finished the last season in third place. It was a bit of a weird one because not everyone played the same amount of games because of COVID and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, once they get into the playoffs, you do not want to play Columbus Crew. Mm. Uh, they know yeah. how to win playoff games. Yes, they do. Uh, Lucas Zellerian is an operator, mm. isn't he? Oh, as I said, in the playoffs, um, you know, when I watched quite a lot of the playoffs last season, this guy was just running the show. Every single game in the playoffs, it's like this guy was like, right, the chips are down. This is high pressure football. Give me the ball. And that's what you want from your creative midfielders. And he was scoring goals, left, right, centre, assisting, creating chances. Um, he's a really good player, really good. Um, I believe Argentinian as well. Mm. Um, there's some really good Argentinian players in this league. Um, yeah, I think him, um, I think as well as Simon Molino, if I'm not incorrect, who mm -hmm. was who was doing bits, uh, I think it was Kansas last season. Um, and they've got him in as well. So they've even added creatively. Um, I, I think Columbus will be up there to repeat next season as well. Um, so do, you reckon, do you reckon they'll run away with it to a degree? I don't know. See, because I think Atlanta will also be up there. So I think this mm. is the, the battle for the top two in, in, in uh, the East, I think will be Atlanta and Columbus. I think mm. those two will be the ones to look out for. And um, I think into Miami, depending on how Phil Neville gets on, but we'll get on to that. But I reckon Atlanta and Columbus will be the top two. And I think Columbus probably have the most balanced squad, uh, the most depth uh, in terms of their squad in MLS, not just in this, this conference. I think the depth that they have throughout the squad is unmatched in the MLS. Yeah. You're about to mention um, Zardes before I cut you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah Zardes. Um, he's been a regular goal scorer in MLS for many, many years. Um, he might not get outstanding numbers, but he gets 12, 14. You know, he's constantly putting in double figures, constantly getting those goals when you need them as well. Um, so not many teams in the MLS have that dependable striker who's going to score you 15 goals a season. You know, mm -hmm. you, you might get the odd one or two who, you know, they hit 15 one season, next season, they don't really follow-up um he is dependable mm. um united fans you'll know uh who the gaffer is here mm. uh, fc cincinnati this is yaps damn side and remember there was that that hoorah last season when he took the job because there mm -hmm. was there was a bit there was a bit of drama going on i don't think uh i think the announcement came too early and it, it wound up a lot of people but it's yaps damn I'll, I'll, I'll be like, look, I'm not going to argue with you, bro. You know, like... <laughs> no, you know what, if Peggy can argue with him, I can argue with him. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> I wouldn't want um, He still looks as mean now as he did when he was playing. He makes me panic yeah. a lot, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. they, 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 came, they came bottom last season. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, a lot to turn around. Mm. They could not score goals. Uh, it's... That was that was their thing. Um, they had no goal scorers. Um, they've made a couple of signings to try and address that, but they need to really, you know, if you can't put the ball in the back of the net, 
you're you're not going to win football matches. And if you're not going to win football managers, you're going you're going to end up bottom of the table. Game, simple as That's that. Exactly <laughs> what happens. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a big season for them this season um, to just try and show that they can be competitive. You know, because I think FC Cincinnati are another new newish side, haven't long uh, been in existence. Uh, so it just goes to show Atlanta came in and was just like, right, we know what we're doing. Yeah. FC Cincinnati have come in and struggled. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Yapstan will be under pressure to make changes. Um, they have signed quite a few players. They've given them a bit of a chance. So let's see what they do. But in terms of them being competitive towards the top end of the table, I can't see it happening. No, not for a long time for me. Uh, Franco Kovacic is on loan from um, Hoffenheim's second team. So they play in the third division in the Bundesliga uh, uh, Bundesliga ladder. He does slap goals in for those, but I think this might be a bridge too far for him to perform. We know mm-hmm. that the MLS isn't at the level of La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A, Premier League, but it is still a good standard. So to get someone from the third tier of one one league to come into here and expect him to score, I think the only thing for me that will benefit him is if they start playing more direct balls and longer balls because he's a very tall guy, he's like six foot six, so he'll be able to tower above quite a few quite a few players. But it it would be desired to see whether he's able to finish at the same standard that he did in the second team for Hoffenheim. Mm-hmm. At Cincinnati, <clears throat> yeah, I think fortunately for them, they won't have to rely on him solely because um, they've signed Brenner uh, from Sao Paulo, I believe it was. Um, I may have got the Brazilian side that he came from wrong, but um, he came as one of the most expensive signings in MLS history. Um, so there will be, uh, he's a very young player, but he comes with a massive reputation from Brazil. A lot of pressure will be on him to kind of hit the ground running and prove worth the money and they need him to do that um they haven't got much else as you just said um you know they really need to get goals in their team and if Brenner's not doing it can your man from Hoffenheim's second team do it massive question Mm. massive question uh DC United now DC United they always remind me of late 90s because they used to have Eddie yeah yeah Eddie, Eddie Pope for me was always a champion signing. Get him on the cheap, <laughs> does all right. <laughs> and uh, DC United, you know, will be in the news quite a bit because Wayne Rooney was there um, at the end of his playing career as well. So, you know, DC United are starting to put their faces back out there in the in the public domain. But once again, last season they didn't have the greatest season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finished thirteenth last season, uh, just above Cincinnati. Um, you know, considering their heritage, you know, because as we, as you just said, DC United were one of the main teams in the MLS back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, they will be looking to to do a lot better than they are. The Rooney thing didn't really work out for them. Uh, obviously, it it enhanced their reputation. Um, they didn't really have the success of, say, a Beckham at, at a Galaxy, for example. Um, so they they'll be looking to kind of do it differently now they've tried the big name route didn't really work um their squad isn't necessarily the best at the moment they've got one or two players that stand out mainly their goalkeeper who's one of the best goalkeepers in the league and has been for a long time bill hamid um you know always in and around the national squad um but yeah i I think they will they will struggle again this season i think uh, there's one or two pieces missing but then you know they have two dp spots 
open, so that's designated player. Um, mm -hmm. So that means you could sign big names and the money is kind of taken from the league rather than from yourself. Um, mm -hmm. So they've, they've got two spaces there, so they could still make some big splashes, but um, the squad as it is now, it's not good enough to be in the playoffs. Um, I do like Edison Flores. He is a Peruvian international, um, very tricky winger. They're going to, I feel that they might have to rely on him if they don't get the names that they want to um, with these big name signings, if they, you know, that they've got the, the space to do so with. They might have to rely on him quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, good player. Uh, very quick, very small, um, diminutive per Peruvian winger. Um, stop talking about Marcel. Stop, stop talking about me, bro. What are you on about? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Basically, quick, small, he, he is the Gav Mac of MLS. So if you want to follow... Actually, there's quite a few diminutive wingers in the MLS. It's just part of, part of their, their makeup, I suppose. Um, yeah, he's a good player, though. He's a very good player. Um, Gressel is another one in midfield as well. Um, a German player who is handy going forward as well. Another one to watch. Um, but that's it. They don't really have standout talents that other teams are going to be you know fearful of um which is why i think they will struggle again yeah um the the biggest name i would, I would arguably say the biggest name in mls right now is into miami and that mm -hmm. is david beckham's input to that um they came 10th last season but it's their first season and there's a yeah. lot of things that they're trying to work out at the moment phil neville is now the manager as you mentioned before what do we expect from Inter Miami this year? Improvement. That's the first word and the only word that I think they they need to really focus on is improvement all over the pitch. Um, you know, they signed big names. Higuain is there, Matuidi, um, and these guys didn't show up. Uh, Matuidi looked like a shadow of the former player that we saw at PSG and Juventus. Mm. Um, Higuain, as soon as I heard he was going to Miami, I've been to Miami. I know what the cuisine's like there. Do you know what I mean? That it worries me. Higuain is in that place because it's greasy. And you know, if you if I lived there for six months, I would balloon in in weight. So just it, his brother's there, which I think maybe they signed his brother to kind of keep him focused because um, mm. he didn't seem like he was that. It almost like he went there and expected it to be easy. Mm. You know, uh, and he didn't really hit the heights. And we'll go on to another player also had the similar kind of thing, and that's Chicharito. We'll go on to that on the next episode. Uh, but both of them kind of seem like, that's MLS, this will be easy. That's the thing, the complacency sits in. Mm. Yeah, it, it's not that way. Uh, but they've, they've just signed Shawcross as well. Yeah, uh, Ryan Shawcross has gone over there. So that's one area they needed to really work on was defensively. They weren't great. I think Shawcross will go there and give them some sort of, you know, a bit of a backbone bit of a spine defensively but I think they should make the playoffs this year uh, I think they will improve I think they've got all the you know all the necessary tools to do better than they did last season a bit more experience uh, and I think they will make the playoffs mm. they have I think they've addressed your issue there with you know players that understand the league and know the league and they've got Breck Shea who is the ultimate utility man you know <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know much about mls and doesn't know about breck shea imagine john o'shea imagine <laughs> phil neville literally it's like can you play left back yes can you play right back yes center half yeah midfield mm -hmm. yeah 
in behind, go for it. This is Brett Shea. <laughs> and I'm not saying he's a great, great player, but he will go down in the MLS Hall of Fame when he finishes his career because he's a he's a true MLS merchant, if you want to call it, if you want to, you know, involve <laughs> the kids. That's what they call it. But he has been around for, for donkeys and he's still only 30, 31, which is madness. You know, he made his debut at a very young age and, yeah, he's, he's, he's paid for everybody. So did he, someone did he like move to England? Am I mistaken? Did he move to England? Has he, has he got English presence? I can't I'm not sure. remember, I'm pretty actually. sure I he moved. Am I getting him mixed up with someone else? I thought he... he was on loan or played in England for a short yeah, period he, of time. Yeah, he, yeah, he has. He's been at um, Stoke. He was at Stoke. He was at Barnsley and at Bur- in Birmingham as well. Uh, That's it, yeah. I didn't know that. I just I just recognise him from, from MLS. And when I've gone to... I've only ever been to um, one or two games when I've been out there, but when I've seen him and I'm like, oh, Rick mm. Shea, he's been everywhere. Yeah, I think he, it was he? him and Jeff Cameron at, at Stoke at the same time. Jeff yeah, Cameron made a bit more of a success of it, but yeah, yeah, he made more of a name. Yeah, and another player to look out for is Lewis Morgan um, on the wing. He was probably the player that he was their player of the season last season. Uh, come through Celtic's academy, a very mm-hmm. good player on the left wing. We'll keep an eye out for him. Um, Montreal um, or CF Montreal, yeah, because you know that's what they do. That's mm. what they do. In uh, in the MLS, you know, try and make it sound a bit more exotic. <laughs> so, <laughs> I sound like I'm taking the mick out of the MLS. I actually like the MLS. It's actually quite <laughs> enjoyable. And if you're a betting person, enjoy the over 2.5s that both teams score. But if you're not a betting person, don't. So, mm. um, FC Montreal, what 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 we got there? Uh, well, Thierry Henry's gone, um, which and they've had a whole load of upheaval because you know they've changed the name of the club recently. Uh, to Club de Foot Montreal, which is more representative of their French uh, background. Um, Omri's gone. They've got a new manager, Wilfred Nancy, who was his assistant. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of being on the pitch, they've brought in Mihailovic from, from Chicago, who's a very good young um, US international, or at least he's mm-hmm. playing in the Olympics, qualifies right now, scored a goal. Um, they brought him in, he's, he's a bit of a creative box-to-box kind of midfielder. Um, I think defensively they're okay. It's the other end of the pitch. They need to score a few more goals. And it's a bit of an unknown now at Montreal this season because of all the changes behind the scenes. And, you know, uh, they just narrowly missed out on the playoffs last season. So, mm-hmm. again, as with Inter Miami, improvement is what they're looking for this season. Uh, and, you know, they're looking for Wilfred Nancy to steady the ship and kind of guide them somehow into a playoff place. But, again... Um, I do feel there's teams better than them in this conference. I think they might miss out on the playoffs. Mm. Um, a couple of names from the Premier League, which you will recognise, and if you just know world football as a whole. So, first off, Wanyama. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanyama. Played, played a lot of centre-half last season. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, mm. which I found quite weird. But he could do the job there. And, um, and Bojan. Bojan Kerkic. Is, yeah, uh, but and, uh, another one who hasn't really, you know, and this has been the same for the entirety of his career, though. You know, he's he's never really lived up to his promise. And no matter where he's gone, even when his your expectations of him have kind of fallen, he's never reached it. You know, yeah, he's, he yeah, he still dips below that yeah, level. When he, when he went to MLS, I thought, right, he's going to light this up. 
like Carlos Vela. No, it didn't happen, you know. Um, but there is a player in there, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think Wanyama needs to do better more if you're pushing back into midfield. He can. We we know what Wanyama can do, and he's not exactly the oldest is as well. He's not like thirty eight. This, this kind of fried is. my brain. Yeah, he's, he's twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been around forever. He's only 29. But once again, this is another player that is um, peak age-wise in his career. You know, this should be... I'm not saying he should just turn up with a with a cigar and a bow tie and, and pull strings because you will get left behind in the MLS if you do that. But someone of his stature and his ability, I feel, should be driving the team forward like, like Montreal and turn them into, you know, playoff contenders and hopefully push them towards a title. But you never know. Um, they've still got Rod Fanny. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. I say they've still got Rod Fanny. Rod Fanny is still playing. Yeah. Rod Fanny is 39 years old. He's had caps for France. Um, I think he was in the in the big squad for the World Cup 20 in 2010 um, before he was, he was cut at the last moment. Yeah. But I, I can't believe he was still playing. When I was looking through the team and things like that, I was like, Rod Fanny. Oh, I remember Rod Fanny. You don't forget. Oh my God, it's Rod Fanny. (laughs) (laughs) The the strength for Montreal is their two fullbacks. Um, That's their strong positions. They got, you know, uh, Brout Gilliard, who's a young French Canadian uh, right back who actually came from Lyon's academy. Uh, He's, you know, he's very well high regarded over there in, in MLS as well. Was one of their better players last season. And Lewis Binks, Who's um, he's actually English, um, and has been signed by Bologna but loaned back to Montreal for the season. Uh, that's that's their strengths on the two wing on the two fullback positions there. Um, but yeah, as I said, going forward is the issue for Montreal defensively. They've been not too bad. The goalkeeper's pretty decent as well. Uh, show me a black goalkeeper, Diop. He's a decent, decent keeper. Um, but yeah, they need to find someone to score them some goals. Yes, they do. Um, Nashville, Nashville SC. Um, they're managed by former Arsenal scout Gary Smith, yeah. uh, who was at the mm-hmm. Arsenal um, in the in the mid two thousands. They won the MLS Cup in twenty ten as well. Um, oh, sorry, he won the MLS um, Cup. Yeah. Sorry, um, Gary Smith uh, in twenty ten with the Colorado Rapids. So this is going to be Ooh. an interesting season for these guys. <laughs> We've got beef in <laughs> Colorado, all right? Yeah, that's Cronkies' team. That's Dan Cronkies' team. Oh, yeah, Bundem. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they came seventh last year, squeezed in the back door, but made it to the conference semifinals. Yeah, uh, and surprised a lot of teams on the way. Um, Mm. You know, Nashville, a pretty new side as well. You know, I keep talking about the expansion size, but it just goes to show how MLS has been growing over the last five, six years. They're adding teams Mm. Uh, it's just getting bigger and better. Uh, um, but yeah, Nashville are one of those sides and made it all the way to the conference semis and lost to the eventual winners, Columbus. But um, yeah, they, they, they play decent football. Um, they play decent football in Nashville. Took a lot of teams by surprise. It's just, can they do that again next season? Is that, you know, Sheffield United again, um, where they, they um, turned up and a lot of teams were surprised by it what they mm-hmm. face next season, they won't have that element of surprise again. You know, 
can they find a different way of putting points on the board? Um, again, it's another one. Will they make the playoffs? I've put in my notes here, yes, with a question mark. I'm not too sure. Not too sure. Uh, but what yeah, as you said, Gary, Smith, Gary Smith, very experienced manager. Uh, he, if anyone could get them over the line, it'll be him. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, Walker Zimmerman. Um, he's a USA international mm-hmm. centre half again. And I, I think once again, defensively, I think they need to focus on that. So this ship a couple of goals. But if he's if he has a good season, then he could be the key to you know keeping a, a leaky, a, a semi leaky defence regimented yeah. at the back and, and help take him forward. Yeah, and, and a lot of places I've seen, he, he's actually being voted one of the very best centre backs in. Uh, MLS, you know, he's in top three for a lot of, you know, journalists in America and stuff. A lot of articles I've read, his name comes up when they're talking about the best centre-back. So he will be integral uh, to them, you know, being successful next season. Um, Another player I just wanted to mention as well was Cadiz, uh, who's come in as a designated player uh, up front. Um, You know, scored quite a few goals throughout South American leagues. Uh, I think he's... Colombia he played and he's played in all these different leagues in South America, scored goals, uh, very quick ball accounts. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he comes in as well uh, and kind of takes on, it could be another, I'm not going to say Joseph Martinez, but you know, these, you get these because <laughs> Joseph Martinez come in and just kind of lit it up straight away. Nashville will be hoping for something similar from this guy. You know, if he gets anywhere near Joseph Martinez numbers, then they'll be very, very pleased. Yeah, they'll be very, very happy mm. overall. Um, right then. So, shall we go on to what we got next? New England, New England Revolution. Rev. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, last MLS game I went to was between these, uh, these guys and the team that we're going to be talking about next. So, it was actually quite nice being there and watching what's going on. And we'll talk about our team next in a, in a few moments. Um, Bruce Arena is the manager there absolute journeyman when it comes to the mls and uh, you know he's managed the national side as well bruce arena they got to the finals of the conference last year um once again another team that got in in the back door finishing eighth um i think that is i think the eighth position was around where they should be i think they they got away with it a little bit by getting to the conference finals but in these games you know anything can happen and they they proved it and they and they went and they ran with it um t- um tommy mcnamara is a player that i i really like uh another one who's been around for a while oh it's, it's a name. Yeah. Oh no, he's um he's thirty years old. He'll be thirty one by the time um oh no he's thirty no he's thirty now yeah. So he's been yeah he's been around for a while. Um, spent most of his well spent all of his career in America and most of it in the in the top flight. He's had injuries over time, uh, but you know he's been able to bounce back and he's he's starting to he's starting to be a name again for me. So I think he'll be able to do stuff as well. And another name for the Premier League, I'll do reference a lot of Premier League players because I want people to know that, you know, people are leaving the Premier League, going to the MLS and, and doing and doing bits. And this guy in particular, Carlos Hill um, from Aston Villa, oh, yeah. defensive central midfielder, good player, cracking foot on him as well, could whip one for 30 yards into the, into the top bins and can spray balls around for fun. So I think the importance of organising what is happening in the middle of the park will be going through him to, to spread. Yeah, I, th- I think um, 
for me, I've, I've picked out three players here. And one is um, Buchanan, who is really a right winger, a Canadian international. Canada look like they've got a decent little national side there. I mean, everyone knows about Alfonso Davis, Jonathan David, but especially in MLS, there's some really good players in the MLS of Canadian descent. Um, and Buchanan for me is a really good player on the right-hand side. He got moved back to right-back last season and kind of just shone. Is like something just clicked. It's like, this is where I should have been the whole time. And he's mm-hmm. one of those right-backs where you just say, right, that side of the pitch is yours. Yeah, Do as you will. And he's up and down, up and down. And um, he had a really good end of the season. And Matt Turner is probably the best shot stopper in the league. A really, really good goalkeeper. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of years he gets his move, just like Zach Stefan, uh, to the Premier League or to a top European league. And um, captain in midfield, who again has come from the Liga, he's 25, 26, uh, played for Betis. You know, it's, it's a decent level. He's now, you know, he's now at New England Revs, hoping to be successful. Um, but yeah, in terms of New England getting into the playoffs, what do you reckon, Gav? Um, no, I don't think they will. I, I think, as I said, like last year, I think they found their level and there's going to be a couple of teams that, that finished lower than them last season that will be making a step up and, and, and standing standing to the forefront and making stuff happen. So I think they're going to miss out. Exactly as I thought. Um, so I've got the next team as New York City. Is that what you've got? There New you York go. City. Hey, don't New worry about York that. City. You tell me the name and I'll make sure that's <laughs> up on for you. Um, New York City FC. So the game that I went to was New York City FC mm. versus New England Revolution. Um, and New York City, um, sorry, um, Revs, Revs won that game 2-1, I remember. There was, a, there was a red card in the first minute of that game and also um a little side story of this game i went to go get myself a beer and they were doing the tall boys like the the 40 ounce cans and i went up to this guy and i said um how much are the cans and he was like they're 16 dollars i was like oh i'll have two because i was with my friend and he goes oh you're british i was like yes and he goes, mm, you're kind of cute, though. You can have those. I was like, thank you very much. And I, shook my, I, and I shook my tushy off because I was like, I don't care. I'll just give myself two beers. So, like, <laughs> so I got myself two free beers because I'm British and I've got a nice bay. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> New York City FC, they are managed by Ronnie Dahlia, who was the gaffer at Celtic. Now, I think Celtic fans would have have minded having him back after the catastrophe <laughs> that they've just had this season. Mm-hmm. They finished fifth, but didn't really do much after that at New York City FC. They are owned by the Man City franchise. So I it's a weird one. I've expected them to push on and crack on a lot further than they have done over the years, especially when they could go out and get a designated player and pretty much go do whatever you like with it. Mm-hmm. They haven't really done that. They have got Gideon Zelalem, who Arsenal fans in particular, I think they they ex- we all he had a lot of far affair with him, didn't he? Yeah, it just didn't we, work out. It did, and it's a shame for him because he is one of the most gifted individual talents that you'll see. If you're looking at a player, you say, right, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want that. In a player, he's got it. The issue is most of the time, it's the guys that are around him that aren't able to step up to the level that he is, which makes him look like he hasn't got the football intelligence, but he has. 
And yeah, it winds me up. And Tati Castanayas, big fan of him as well. So I'm re- I'm expecting these two players to to help take Man City, uh, Man City, <laughs> New York <laughs> City FC forwards. Now, will they make the playoffs? Yes, I do think they will. Will they do anything in it once again? I don't think they will. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think they will make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make much of an impression on on the playoffs. Um, you know, in terms of players to look out for, there's one one of the best names in the entirety of MLS, Morales Maximiliano. 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 I can't say it. It's just a, a brilliant name. And We're not got another Rex Bashai here, have we? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, give me a few weeks. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it down. But he he is like MLS legend uh he's he's been in the league for many many years he's five foot three so again another diminutive player dream um, dream you know and he's been scoring goals all over the place in the mls so he could be another you know really important part of the team for new york city going forward and again another goalkeeper who's at the top end of the goalkeepers in the in the mls in johnson as well um but yeah i think new york city and, and ronnie delia um will be there or thereabouts, but it's going to take another couple of years of good investment and good uh, recruitment for New York City to be where they want to be. Because you you know this city group don't want mediocrity. They don't want just being there. They want wins. That's what mm-hmm. they've invested in. So that's what, that's what they're about. They they want yeah. winning mentality. If you haven't got that, then you know it's only going to take. It's only going to be a matter of time before they start wading their their mm-hmm. their angle grinder and being like, right, okay, this is what the crack's going on. So yeah, yes, so. Um, mm. from one side of New York to the next, Red yeah, Bull over time. over to New Jersey. There you go, and the Red Bull Group. And uh, we've seen what mm-hmm. they're doing in Germany at the moment, about Leipzig, Salzburg. You know, and uh, the New York Red Bulls, they had a little bit of success a few years ago, Thierry Henry and whatnot. Hasn't looked very good since, has it, Kev? No, no, it hasn't. Uh, they've got Gerd Struber, uh, Gerhard Struber now in charge, who was at Barnsley in the championship. He was he was moved on. He's got a very interesting way of trying to make his teams work. And I don't think he, if you don't have the right mentality, it's almost like bullying. <laughs> so he's very he's very he's very direct with his pr- approach and he wants the best out of his players instantly so if you it's what it's very it's my way or the highway so i don't know how much longer they'll be able to act with that in mind at red bulls but then again they're owned by the red bull group and they some of them have that same sort of mindset as well so in terms of on paper, it's a perfect match. But can they do that on the pitch? I'm not so sure. They came sixth last year and once again didn't really do much after that. So I think they're trying to I think they're still going off the success that they had in the past when Bradley Wright Phillips was there. You know, Sean Wright turned up for a little bit as well. And when Thierry Henry, I think they're living off that a bit too much. Um they've got Aaron Long, another centre half, uh, who is He's a US international, and we, we there's been a lot of talk about can the USA um, US international team go on and do something on the world stage? When you've got players like this, then yes, you can. There is opportunity for them to go forwards, and the amount of young talent that's coming through. And if you look at players like Christian Pulisic, you know, um, Gio Reyna, you know, players that are playing for big clubs over in Europe, 
Then have a look at the production line, and then you see players like Caden Clark coming through, who's 17 years old, and mm. he is ready to play at the top level. I honestly believe that. He looks like he's something out of one, uh, out of one direction, but let's not <laughs> have a look. Let's not worry about his appearance. He's six foot. He is 17 years old. He could play central mid. He could play right mid. He, he's not bad with his left peg either. He also scored a couple of goals in eight games last season as well. So I'm expecting, I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid because he's only 17, but I am expecting big things from this guy. Yeah, I think um, Red Bull will be as well. And, you know, in a few years, uh, I've been saying it, Wenger, Papa Wenger said it as well. By 2026, the US side will be a serious contender. And I, I believe that as well. Caden Clark is a very good player. And there's so many players, as you go through the MLS, who are starting to get games at 18, 17, 18, regular games, who look mm. good. The only problem is most of them are in the same position. They're all midfielders. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, the only issue. issue. Um, uh, another player I just wanted to talk about, since we're, you know, we're talking about Premier League, is uh, Tom Edwards, who mm-hmm. was signed from Stoke. He made his debut i believe in the premier league when he was like 17 or something off the bench uh for stoke and didn't really work out for him there he's now on loan at red bull uh right-sided player i think i think he could really do do bits in the mls for red bull Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um where are we next um orlando city orlando city yeah orlando city nanny home of the nanny Home of the nanny and the pato and the pato, yeah, of course, as well. Big so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on there, a lot going on there. And we talk about young players as well. Like the, the, the manager is uh, Oscar Perea. Uh, if I'm honest, I don't really know much about him, um, so I can't really tell you much more. But information station that's who the gaffer is. Um, they came <laughs> fourth last, <laughs> they came fourth yeah, last. One thing I can say, me. so about Oscar Pereira is one of the craziest things last season in the playoffs. The craziest penalty shootout I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yes. Yeah. And yes. he thought that his team had lost. So he stormed off down the tunnel. And then also they, the referee made the other team take the penalty again, set off the goalkeeper because he'd come off his line or something crazy like that. Yeah, second yellow for coming off his line. Second yellow for coming off his line, sent off the goalkeeper. So this guy's in the changing room thinking that they lost. Probably turned around and thought, where's the rest of the players? Come back out. And Orlando taking the penalty and won. <laughs> he yeah. went absolutely nuts. That went viral, didn't it? Yeah. That went Mental. absolutely everywhere. What a madness yeah. that was. <laughs> um so yeah, uh, Oscar Pereira, there you go. But um yeah, they've got they've got a couple of old old, old names as, as as you mentioned, you know, in Nanny and Pato. Um but once again, young players that want to talk about this guy is of uh Colombian and um American heritage. So I'm not quite sure what national team he's going to pick. Um, because he hasn't been picked for either yet, but he is eligible for both. And that is Andre Pereira. And he is a defensive central midfielder. Um, he's only 20 years old. So once again, if they, if USA do pick him up, it's just someone else. In fact, um, I have just noticed that he is going to play for the USA national side. Yeah. So once again, going back to what Papa Wenger said, about USA in the next five years or so, five, six years, they can be a force in the global game. Yeah, I, I think they have got some, they've got a lot of black, but again, midfield. 
uh, you know, but one guy who does look like he could be the real deal uh, as a striker is Daryl Dyke, who is actually mm. on loan at Barnsley and is doing pretty well in the championship. Um, I think he scored quite a few goals for them, uh, but it looks like Barnsley, I mean, the, the sell-on fee is something like 20 million. So I don't think Barnsley mm. are going to sign him, but someone might, uh, he'll go back to Orlando and do bits in Orlando. Um, but another player I just wanted to mention is Maurizio Pereira. Mm-hmm. who again is a Uruguayan international played all over Europe most recently before they signed him uh, he was in Russia doing bits in Russia Krasnodar um, another really tidy midfield player to go alongside Nani and um, you know maybe Pato as we mentioned at the jump Pato might be the guy to bang in the goals that Daryl Dyke's not there for mm-hmm. but will we get Pato or will we get this is MLS Pato yeah you know? indeed Got, uh, we've got two more teams that we need to yeah. run through on the eastern side of the conference. Um, Philadelphia Union is up next. Um, Jim Curtin is the gaffer there. He was released at the age of 29, never found a club. Um, and over the last seven years, he's most, I think he's the longest serving manager now in the MLS. Seven years um, he's been at one club, which is a madness for MLS in particular. Um, they finished top. And lost in the first round of the playoffs last year. Yeah. So they won the support shield. Great. Yeah. And yeah, didn't get past that first hurdle. They'll be looking to do is that. Is what it is. Is yeah. what it is for them. Um, they are, I, I expect them to be up there again. I think they're going to come second or third. I really do. I think they're going to be putting a lot of pressure on and they're going to want to atone for their, for their errors that they made last season and they're going to want to push on. Um, Couple of players want to talk about um, Shabilko. I, I, I made sure I chose this one because I, I thought you looked at that name and thought NASA. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the spell, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the spelling, the spelling looks tough, but it's Shabilko uh, the way it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, he came from the lower leagues in Germany, and you know, he started to make a name over, over, over I say over here, um, <laughs> over in the MLS. He almost gave up playing completely because of the amount of letdowns and, you know, broken promises and, you know, issues and failures that he's had over his career. And it started to make, the fact he started to make a name, you know, it just goes to show once again, that you shouldn't ever give up. If you want to go do something, you go out there and make sure you get it done. Um, former, former Polish under 21 international. He's only, I think he's only 26 or 27 now. So there's still bags of time for him left in his career. And then you've also got Il Sino, who, if you followed European football in the, you know, late, late noughties into the tens, and remember what Shakhtar were doing, because we'd always bang on about Shakhtar Donetsk, and Mm -hmm. they would always, like, defensively, and the goalkeeper was always big, brute, giant Ukrainian guys. (laughs) But as soon as you go past the CDM position... It's just full of Brazilian flair and talent and excitement. And Ilcino, one of them. He was part of that golden generation. Uh, he, he could play centrally. He could play out wide. Very creative. Very tricky. You know, he's he can make the unknown happen. You know, he's not very he's not a very predictable player. Which I think, for me, his his brain and his mindset is way ahead of what the MLS has at the moment which sometimes makes makes him look like he's going missing. But no, he's about five, six pages ahead of <laughs> the, the the players in, the, in his team. Yeah. I think that's the 
in a way it's almost a, it's a hindrance to him that is that good yeah. <laughs> so but no i can see them being up there still yeah 100 i think they they've lost a couple of players um to europe mark mckenzie uh, mm-hmm. Ended up at Genk. He was a very solid centre back for them. And Brandon Aronson, who was one of the standout young American talents, uh, has ended up at Salzburg. Uh, mm-hmm. So they've they've lost a couple of big players there. But for me, their main strength is their goalkeeper, Andre Blake. Uh, yeah. you know, reggae boy, Jamaica international. You don't know. You know, in many Watch circles, they, yeah, don't know. Uh, in many circles, they say he is the best all round goalkeeper in in MLS, um, mm-hmm. been a solid goalkeeper for many years in Philadelphia. Um, I think they, this is a team that is built on being a team. There's not many standout mm-hmm. individuals, and I think they will be there or thereabouts again. And I think they will be very upset in the way that the season ended for them, winning a supporter shield, as in having the best record over the regular season throughout both conferences. That's one thing. But getting into the playoffs and losing in the first round hurts. They'll want yeah. to make it right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And the team that uh, came second to them in their conference was Toronto FC. And they're the final yeah. team we'll be talking about on, on this uh, episode right here. Um, Chris Armas is the gaffer there. He left New York Red Bulls last year. So this is going to be his first full season at Toronto FC. Um, they came second, as I mentioned before. Once again, another team that lost in the first round of the playoffs. It's not good for them. but they have uh, the evergreen Michael Bradley, who is he has been around since the dawn of time, and yeah. he still turns up. He's a, he's a natural born leader, and he's a very competent midfielder. Yeah, he is. Um, you know, he long has been one of the best midfielders to come out of the US. Period. Um, throughout his career, played in Serie A. You know, he's played all over the place. Mm. And he's still um, integral to this side. There may be players who have better legs than him now, you know, who might have a bit more talent. But in terms of his leadership, you know, very integral. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, They've also got um, Pasuelo, who played for Swansea, if you guys remember, um, back in there. That was when Swansea were doing bits as well. Mm -hmm. And he is an absolute bagsman from, from, like, in behind he's so so damn talented it is unreal really looking forward to seeing what he's going to be doing next season and uh, another young american player um in the shape of ao akinola he uh, i'm i'm expecting i'm expecting big things from him as well and yeah, um, mm. he he still yet to choose whether he wants to play for canada or america um, yeah. so there's a bit war going on there obviously with playing for toronto you'd imagine that they might be able to sway him towards canada um but yeah he, he's a bright talent um you know he's ready to take those reins from Altador, who's been the main man in terms of lone striker for toronto for many years and mm-hmm. people in you know england might think Altador is a waste man because what happened at swan uh sunderland sorry but in mls he has been tell me, tell me who excelled at sunderland yeah he, he's been a brute force in, in mm. Toronto and I think Akinola now is ready to take those reins and score some goals but Toronto are a very solid team one of yes. the most successful in the last 10 years again always there are thereabouts at the end uh, and they'll be looking to you know push on from last season and really stake their claim as the best team in MLS again 
Yeah, and Akinola, just a little another word on him. He scored nine goals in 16 games last season. Yeah. He's 20. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. when we, 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 there is a lot of talent that's knocking around in the middle of the park. But if you're going to be playing like a 4-3-3 and having a guy through the middle, then and, and for the next crop of talent, you know, five years time at World Cup 2026 on home soil and it'll be 25. Mm -hmm. Oi, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot more of him next season. But um, that brings us to that brings us to the end of mm -hmm. the Eastern Conference of our little chat there about the MLS and what to expect for next season. Next show that you'll be able to see with us on the MLS, we'll be talking about the Western Conference. So we're seeing exactly the same format, but we're going to see we're going to be seeing who does what the following week. As I said, can't tell you who's coming on, but. It will be a banger, and I promise you that for sure. And then after that, we'll be right into the depth of it, seeing how these teams get on in week one of the MLS season. You can follow us on YouTube and on Facebook at MAD Sports Network. And did you know if you put MAD Sports Network into Google, our name comes up first. Numero uno, you absolutely know it. From myself, Gavin Mack, from that guy, Devo. Cheers. Peace.